12th of the 12th, 12th of December. Christmas is almost here. This is the Marcus Today morning meeting podcast, although there is no meeting today. It is just Marcus Henry is one storming in Sydney. Can't hear himself, apparently. And then he's off to the CNBC, so we just left it up to me. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited your personal financial circumstances. It's almost certainly not. Right, we've got quite a pivotal week this week. It's the last thing we need running into Christmas, a pivotal week, but that's what we've got. Let's just cover off what happened on Friday. Wall Street down 300 points. Our futures were down 35. We've been down 57 this morning, down 37 as I speak. Banks pretty much unchanged. Resources down a bit. Iron ore price up a bit. Metal prices mixed. Not too much going on there. But bond yields in the US were up on Friday on the back of a slightly higher than expected PPI number, although the number did still drop, which is sort of good. But the US dollar index was up a little bit. Not what we want to see. Some of the quick news this morning. Big deal for Rio. Turquoise Hill shareholders approved their offer for the 49% they don't already hold. Waiting for some research on that. Share price down 0.7% doesn't seem to have surprised anyone. Tyro, T-Y-R, down 15%. Westpac has walked away from bidding for them and they've shut down takeover talks with a private equity consortium. Woolworths investing in pet stock, cat food and pet accessories, dog and cat food. St. Barbara merging with Genesis, effectively a takeover by St. Barbara. They're in a trading halt and that's about it. Right, let's get some more interesting strategies, shall we? Goldman Sachs have got a bit of research out. Their US strategies, this is, saying that the market is too optimistic about the soft pivot assumptions and they think inflation is going to remain sticky and that whilst the next rate hike will be 50 basis points instead of 75 75 basis points, don't read too much into it, the focus should be on what peak rates are going to be. And whilst most, if you look in the AFR today, there are some domestic strategists, Australian strategists, saying US rates will peak around 45 4.6%, 4.75% in the middle of next year. Goldman Sachs are talking about 5.25% by the end of next year. So in other words, the focus goes from the rate of rate rises to the peak and the timing of the peak. And they're suggesting everybody's got it wrong and that inflation will hang around. Not particularly positive. They also point out that we are underestimating the risk of recession with the yield curve in the US getting more inverted by the day. It's over 80 basis points now. US two-year bond yields higher than 10-year bond yields, which is for anyone who's been around for a few decades and watched the bond market, it is anomalous that short-term interest rates should be higher than long-term interest rates. And it heralds a recession. Anyway, Goldman Sachs being a bit negative today and the market a bit negative today. And if I was to sum up our strategy at the moment, I've sort of ended up with two strategies. Short-term negative, which I am executing through the ideas portfolio. As you probably already know, last week I sold almost everything except for one stock and bought BBUS, B-B-U-S, which is a geared play on the S&P 
S&P 500 falling. I'm up a bit on that so far, but sold pretty much everything else. So short term, getting negative. Drivers for that are all sorts, but growing talk of recession. A host of US strategists predicting something close to a recession next year. Worries about the earnings season that we're in a downgrade cycle now as the economy slows down, global economy and the US economy slows down. And I saw Shane Oliver's chart of our GDP forecasts for this for next year. And they again are for a slowing economy. So earnings risk, recession talk, strategist downgrading, but perhaps the most convincing part, which is a short term, not long term, is all the market charts have topped out. And a number of significant stocks like Macquarie have topped out. We sold Macquarie the other day. We're already 3.9% better off for having sold it. So the chart's all topping out. And if you have a look in the strategy piece, you'll see this S&P 500 chart I keep putting out and how the US market has topped out at exactly where you'd expect at the downtrend resistance line. I know just lines on a chart, but very conveniently has topped out where technically it was going to top out if we are still in a bigger downtrend. So now it's got me thinking, are we actually in a new bull market? Did this soft pivot and the rally in the equity market start a new bull market? Or have we just had a rally in a downtrend? At the moment, the charts say rally in a downtrend in the US anyway. Our charts are a bit silly because of the bank sector, which has held up rather well, and because of resources, which have rallied ever since the US dollar came off the top. Anyway, our chart's not quite the same, but all the US charts still in a bigger downtrend, and this soft pivot hasn't broken that downtrend, and they've all peaked out at the top of the range. So it looks like the froth's going to blow off this quite significant US rally. The S&P 500 was up 14% in about 35 days. And when you consider that the stock market usually goes up around 5-6% per annum plus dividends, then 14% in a month and a half, pretty ritzy, obviously overbought. And there are RSI sell signals on all the markets, including our own. And you'll see that chart in the strategy section. So we're going with that short-term vibe. Longer term, I have not yet materially changed the strategy portfolio, which is still fully invested. I did sell the ATEC ETF the other day, which has left us with 10% cash. But I am now watchful whether we have just seen a relief rally in a bear market or whether we're in a new bull market. I'm beginning to think we've seen a relief rally at this point. Time will tell. And this week will tell. We've got a lot going on this week. As I say, it's a bit of a pivotal week. And apart from a European Central Bank meeting on Thursday, a Bank of England meeting on Thursday, we have a US CPI number on Wednesday, which precedes the US FOMC meeting on Thursday, Thursday morning our time, there's a 78% chance 50 basis point rate rise. They're almost certainly likely to get 50 basis points. But the focus has sort of gone to the dot plot. The dot plot's not the most reliable thing, but the dot plot is where central bank voting governors guess at where interest rates are going to be over various time frames. And the sort of average blob of where the dots go tends to suggest what the Fed's thinking about interest rates. To me, it more sort of highlights that all the individuals don't really know and disagree. 
But there you go. The dot plot is supposed to be the focus, possibly more important than the actual rate rise because it gives you an idea of when rates will peak and what they will peak at. And the dot plot is creeping higher and is likely to suggest a peak over 5%, 5.0 to 5.25%. And we'll see whether they're thinking the peak is going to be middle of next year or as is much more likely they're going to push that out to the end of next year. Otherwise, expect a 50 basis point rate rise and the odds with an FOMC meeting is that they usually repeat the most recent messaging and the most recent messaging came from Powell's speech, which is that the peak and timing of the peak on interest rates is now more important than the pace of rate rises. So we'll see what they say. Could go either way. The CPI number on Wednesday should confirm the peak in inflation it's still a high number, expecting 7.3%, which is down from 7.7%. So it will suggest a peak. And the core number 6.1% down from 6.3%. So inflation still coming off, but it could still surprise on either side. I have a funny feeling that whatever it does, it could be read as negative because if it's higher than expected, it sort of hardens up the soft pivot. And if it's lower than expected, the concern will be that the economy really is dropping into a hole more rapidly than expected. Central banks are behind the curve. Inflation isn't the problem. Recession is, and the market might not like that. The usual thing is that ahead of a pivotal FOMC meeting like this, that the market is nervous the uncertainty falls into the meeting and then there's usually a relief rally whatever happens so expecting the market to drift into Thursday morning and then rally would be the standard stuff so not buying anything at the moment I see Shane Oliver telling us house prices are going to fall 15 to 20 percent from top to bottom and will trend down until the September quarter of next year talks about poor affordability and rising mortgage rates and he suggests that if the Australian cash rate tops out around four percent or more instead of three and a half percent house prices could drop 30 percent of course Shane and his other buddies called a 20 percent drop in the housing market over COVID and got that diametrically wrong but that was perhaps because of something more subtle than economics it was the idea everybody wanted to go and live on the peninsula and whatever city they lived in anyway I think he's probably right house prices are going to keep coming off mortgage rates have doubled if not tripled for some people and that's not the formula for booming house prices and I can see it where I live you will you probably follow your own housing market but one of our neighbors put their house on for x and have sold it for x minus 20 percent they spent a bunch of money doing up their house and putting in furniture display furniture and all this sort of thing tried to catch the peak is the message and missed it by about six months other things happening this week we've got some big bank AGMs Westpac Wednesday ANZ Thursday NAB Friday my guess is they'll be okay because the last messaging we had from all of them was over the CBA quarterly update and the Bank of Queensland results, which talked about net interest margins going up. And that was generally well received. All the results were pretty well received and they the bank sector rallied over results. So the AGM should be okay. 
Rio also has an investor day on Wednesday. Recent production numbers weren't well received. I think there's a risk on the downside. We've just had a bit of a sell signal on Rio, and that's about that. Henry's got an update on TYR. He is whooping it up that he managed to sell that before it fell over today. He talks about the St. Barbara merger. Has a section called the Lithium Latest. Macquarie has a piece of research out this morning with a slight downgrade to the CXO target price, down from $1.40 to $1.30. But they see upside for almost every lithium stock. The most upside on GL1, then Liontown, then Pilbara, then Allchem, then Mineral Resources. Mineral Resources, they still see 40% upside. They see 90% upside in GL1, 90% upside in LTR, 60% upside in Pilbara. So no selling going on there. He also talks about copper, turquoise hill, Rio, and notes the fear and greed index is back to neutral. And we have a shout out to Nick and Sally. Congratulations, Nick. Nick got married at the tender age for the first time, got married at the tender age of 51 at the weekend. There's a picture of Nick and his bride, Sally, in the Henry's take section today. Henry also notes he's got Ask the Analyst on Friday night at 5.30, which is his Christmas special. You can register in his section. And we're not going to mention the soccer. It's clearly not coming home. Who do I support now? I'm on Argentina. Olivia's boyfriend's Argentinian. I have to swallow my Falklands war bias. Right, that's about that. Busy week ahead. I've started putting in tell it as it is quotes, and I've started my own Twitter profile, Padley Marcus it's called, where I'm going to do, I hope, if I can keep it up, educational stuff, quotes, stuff like that, rather than topical stuff. We'll do that in the Marcus Today Twitter feed, but the Padley Marcus one will be a bit more educational. Anyway, my quote for the day, or telling it as it is today, is this one. I once had a management consultant tell me that no company with turnover less than 100 million should really be a public company shouldn't list. And if they do, they're trying to do one of two things. One, root you, or two, survive. There you go. That's about that today. Drifting into the FOMC on nervousness. Down 37 as I leave you. Nothing too flash. I've got a couple of articles coming up, by the way. I will put them in the newsletter, but one of them will be asking you for your post-it note for 2023. What post-it note do you think should be stuck on your trading screen today? which will make 2023 easy and profitable. I also have another article coming up, which will be the relaunch for Christmas of the One Stock Portfolio. Pick a stock for 2023. That's all coming up. You have a fabulous day and I'll speak to you soon. (laughs) 